0: How's everybody doing tonight? Good looking group. We've got some visitors here. Welcome. Glad you're here. Have a question. Are you in shape? (laughs) Are you in shape? As a matter of fact, why don't we do this? Why don't you just turn to a couple people and ask them that. Ask them that. Just look at them. Say, are you in shape? Just, Just ask them. Ask them right now. Ask him. Ask him. <laughs> Don't answer the question. Don't answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why are you laughing? <laughs> I know why you're laughing. You know, getting in shape means different things to different people. For a bodybuilder, it means like building muscle mass, for a runner, stamina, speed, right? For a swimmer, working on your strokes, right? Working on your breathing, working on your dives, right? For some, the dreaded losing weight. (laughs) It means that for some folks. You know, but for most professional athletes, the key part to their routine is conditioning. Anybody know what that is, conditioning? I'm going to put that up. What is conditioning? This is what it is. Physical conditioning usually has multiple components, including power, strength, speed, balance, agility, coordination, and endurance. That's what conditioning is. Why do we do it? Why do athletes do that? Here's why. The success of an athlete or a team can be determined by how well he or she is conditioned. Generally, conditioning exercises is moving your body in such a way that it increases physical fitness and athletic skill. But here's the key. It decreases the risk of any sports injury. And you know, I I didn't even realize that until both of my kids, my son and daughter, started playing sports. Um, I wasn't a sports guy growing up. I actually wasn't gonna talk about that. It's kind kind of a sore spot. But anyway, that's a key point, and we're going to come back to that. Decreasing the risk of a sports injury, all right? When an athlete is conditioning, they're focusing on one thing. They're focused on excelling in whatever they're wanting to do. That's their driving force. They have that goal. They have that vision, all right? It's tunnel vision. That's what keeps them motivated. They're laser-focused on that goal when they're conditioning. As a Christian... We also have a goal, a focus, as believers. It comes from our first scripture in Colossians, Colossians 3, 1 through 4. This is what it says. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. That's amazing. That's our goal. That's the believer's goal. That's our goal as Christians. That's our driving force. That's our motivation. And as Christians and believers, we're, we have our ways of getting in shape as well. We call it spiritual conditioning. All right. So anybody want to listen on that today? That's what we're going to talk about. Let's talk about three keys to spiritual conditioning. An athlete is very intentional about how they condition. Every element of their conditioning is designed to build up a certain part of their body. They're very, very intentional. They're very focused. So the first element in conditioning, power and strength. This is developed through weight training, squats, push-ups, lunges. You're building muscle mass, right? How many here work out on a regular basis? If you work on a regular basis, raise your hand. Wow. That's pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh man! How many here shake at the signs of a gym? <laughs> you're driving, you know. You're looking over at Planet Fitness. You drive by, you're like, "Oh, I should go there. I should go there." No, no, tropical smoothie. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, I'm going over there. <laughs> How many do? <two>, <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. We pick tropical smoothie over 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 the gym in the spiritual realm. How do we develop power and strength? Point one, key one, prayer and fasting. It's the first point. Matthew 6, 5 through 6 says this. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. Basically, what it's saying is you're doing that behind closed doors. When people are conditioning, when athletes condition, what a lot of people don't realize is if you're not into sports, it's what they do on the off season. So, you know, when, they get in, when, they're, when they're playing the basketball, or the football, the baseball, whatever it is, hockey, they have their season, they're done with the season. You think, oh, they go to, you know, Mexico or they go on a vacation. They do that. But the real serious ones, the ones that are real, real, really good, They're conditioning on off-season. They're working hard. They're sweating. And you don't see that. And I didn't realize that. What you see, what you do behind closed doors, when no one is watching, God sees when you're praying in your closet. God sees when you're doing those things, when you're fasting. You're building yourself up. You know, when Jesus was about to be arrested, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. I happen to think that he wasn't just asking his Heavenly Father for physical strength, when he was there, I'm sure that was part of it. But he was asking God for phys- for spiritual strength. He knew he would be beaten. He knew it'd be, he'd be flogged. He knew he was going to be spit on. He knew all of those things. But he needed to prepare spiritually for what was to come physically. You know, there's scientific proof. I don't know if you know this that the spirit man, they say the inner man, is connected to the physical. You know that that's very very connected. Sometimes pr- depression, stress. When somebody's stressed out, maybe you've had that happen to you, you get stressed, you know something's going on at home or at work, and all of a sudden you start to get ill. Does that happen to anybody here? And that's, that's that mental, that's that spiritual that's connected to the physical. When you fast, you're taking control of your body, your flesh, not letting that take control of you. It takes extreme discipline to fast. It's not easy. It's not fun. We like what we like, right? We're spoiled. Tropical smoothie, let's go, man, come on. You know, I like that. When an athlete is in the gym lifting weights, bench pressing, running on the treadmill, doing all those things, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. He's he's not there because because it's his thing to do in a pastime. He's he's, he's working hard, he's sweating, he's tired. Sometimes he does it when he doesn't want to do it. It's not fun. You know, my daughter is what you would call a gym rat. She's here. She loves fitness. She's actually one of the few girls at high school. she graduated now. That's on the wall of the high school. What does that mean? That means that she, she made the goal for, for strength and for being in shape and all that. And I didn't even know what all that was about until I saw some photos. I didn't really believe it. You know, she thinks she's stronger than me and flexes a lot, but that'll never happen. That'll <laughs> never happen. Just want you to know, never gonna happen. <laughs> She calls it uh, getting swole. Have you ever heard that term, getting swole? She came on once and said, I'm trying to get swole. I'm trying to get swole. I'm like, swole? I was thinking that probably some of us, if we go to gym, we're probably going to get (laughs) swole (laughs) in. Give me some ice. You know, we were at the gym one night this summer, this past summer, and just Kenton and I and Alyssa were there. It was really late. It was probably like 11 o'clock. There was nobody there, and um, we were doing our own thing. They were doing their thing, and I was watching them, you know. And... <laughs> I would do a couple curls, and then you know, put my music back on, chill, watch TV. <sighs> it's so bad, you know. But um, you know, like actually, Kenton got on the treadmill, and he, he he was doing a bike thing. He was on there for like forty-five minutes. I was proud of him. It's like sweating and stuff. Crazy. But listen, she's got a routine. serious routine. It's, 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 it's intense. And, and I looked over and she was heading to the barbells. Now, if you've ever done this, did you know that the bar itself is 45 pounds by itself? 45 pounds, just a bar with no weights on it. I think for some of us, that's good enough. (laughs) You pick that up. It's like, ho ho. all righty. You know? So I, I, I look over and, uh, She's grabbing the 45s, okay? Those are the big ones. I'm telling on her right now. As a matter of fact, Alyssa, come up here. Come up, come up here. Come on up. Welcome her, everybody. Welcome my daughter. Come on. This is not planned, all right? I don't know what's gonna happen right now. I feel safe, because she does not have a mic. Okay, so. I looked over and I was a little scared because the barbell, she was putting 45s on each end. I'm like, holy cow. So I'm going over there thinking, she's about to kill herself, okay, and in, in front of me. I can't let this happen. So I'm like, what are you doing? So uh, listen, if you would demonstrate, like, what do you do? So she, 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 she got the barbells and they were up here and then you got under it. And then, and then, and then what are you doing with the bar? Like, here, here, like here's the bar right here. I wasn't planning on doing this at all, but I'm just going with it. Just go with me. Go with me. So here's a bar. It's 45 pounds. Now, if you did not know this and you're in here and you go to pick it up, you're not going to do it because you're going to go like, ah, it's 45 pounds. So it was about here. And then then what do you do? do? So you get underneath it. So, So picture this. Picture two 45s on each end. You do the math. You need help with the math. Let me know. And then the bar is 45. Did you have any other weights on there? I had, so I was a 45 and then like a 10. Oh, you had more weights than that? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Still boggles me. So then, so then what do you do? What did you do? Then I like do my routine, so I like hang on the bar for a while. Hang on the bar for a while. And then I like jump up and down. Jump up and down. That's when I started getting nervous. (laughs) And then I lift it up. Lift it up off of the rack. Yeah, and I step back. You step back. And then you go, you went all the way down? So go all the way down, so you go all the way down. And you you do that and you do a bunch of repetitions of like 150, 160 pounds. All right, give her a hand everybody. I was traumatized by that experience. (laughs) I was thinking that that was gonna break my daughter. But that's a routine that 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 she did, and, and 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 if you know anybody that does that, there's reasons why they do that, and they're building certain muscles. Whether they're working on their abs, or whether they're working on their biceps or triceps, whatever that is. In the book of Mark, chapter nine, a boy was mute. He was possessed, and at times he would seize. He would go into seizures, and he get thrown onto the ground. And when Jesus arrived, he asked the deaf and the dumb spirit to leave. And, of course, it left the boy's body. There was a crowd that was gathered around. And they had been seeing this boy do this all the time. And the disciples were frustrated. And Mark 9, 28 and 29 says this. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, this kind could come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. There's some things, and Pastor Dwight preaches on this and speaks on this many times, there's some things that you just need to go and and, and just get into your your closet or wherever you go and, and, and just pray and fast. You and God. Let God talk to you. Our next element in conditioning balance, agility, and coordination. Balance and agility are used to dodge, avoid getting hit or out, maybe in baseball, or tackled in football. So you're dodging, you're ducking. These are things that you're doing, so you're moving. You're getting out of the way. You know, if you've ever looked at football in slow motion and you see the wide receivers and they're up in the air and they're doing all this, you've seen that, right? And they catch the ball and and I mean, their, their bodies, they do all these things, and they work on exercises to make them do that. It's amazing what they do. In the spirit realm, how can we develop that balance? Agility. Being able to do that, being quick. By reading and studying God's word, point two. Reading and studying God's word. Second Timothy 3.16 says this, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine. For reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That's the New King James Version. The the New Living Translation says this, and I like this even more. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It caresses us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. You know, reading and knowing the word keeps us from getting sidetracked, getting misled. That's what that does. When Jesus was being tempted by Satan in the wilderness, he he responded with, it is written. Every time when Satan was saying, hey, throw yourself off the cliff, it is written. Command these stones to be made bread. It is written. He was quoting scripture to Satan. Satan knew the scripture. He knew it. But Jesus was speaking it. And when you speak the word, the devil has to flee. The devil has to bow to that. James talks about that, speaking the word. You know, I'm sure there's some in here that maybe don't read the Bible on a regular basis. I get to understand, you know, growing up, sometimes you can grow up in church and not really ever read the whole Bible. There's probably many that never do. I know I hadn't when I was young. I had never read the whole Bible. You know, we get busy in our lives, but God's word is food for your soul. And I just challenge you today. Not everybody likes to read in this day and age, with technology. There's so many things you can do. For about 15 years, I've been doing the audio Bible in my car, and uh, my routine is um, every morning as I'm going to work, I listen to the audio Bible, and I can get through about four or five chapters uh, every day. And I'm a musician, so obviously I like music. You know, you would think that I, I, you know, be cranking music, you know, all the time, but I don't do that. I do. I do my uh, read, listen, listening to the audio Bible first, and then I do the music. And that, that discipline is uh, one of the foundations that keeps me rooted. I've gone through the Bible many, many times just listening to it. So if if that's you and you have a hard time reading, I suggest that there's many there's many um, audio Bibles out there. Now you can do it on your phone. You can just hit a button and it'll just read it. So I encourage you to do that. You know, you can start out by reading a chapter a day, maybe 10, 15 minutes at a nominal pace. But I I suggest you do that. This is why. Because getting more word in you helps you with your discernment. And discernment is something that we all need to have. And some of you might know what that is. So here's a definition of discernment. Two definitions. First definition, the ability to judge well. Very simple. The spiritual definition Perception in the absence of judgment, with the view of obtaining spiritual direction and understanding, discerning who to hang out with, who to seek advice from. How many know that's important? You can dodge a lot of bullets when you're in tune with that part of you, a part of your spirit, being discerning. You can become a lot more agile, a lot more quick on your feet. What do you mean? Well, if someone comes to you and wants wants you to do this or wants you to go here. Maybe for some of you young people here, hey, let's go hang out over here. I heard what's going on. I heard, heard there's going to be a party over here. You know, sometimes you need to have, you need to be in tune with the spirit where, where you're like, you know, what, I, don't know if I, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to do that. You need to listen to that. And if you're not used to doing that, developing that is going to help you. It's helped me. Sometimes I don't always get it right. But being able to discern is huge. Have you ever been into a situation where you go, you know, something just doesn't feel right about that? Ever had that before? It's like, you know, something just isn't, doesn't feel right. Listen to that voice. Listen to that. Ask God for it. Young folks that are in here, if you've never had that before, you're not sure what that is, ask God. You're never too young. Never too young. It could keep you out of a lot of trouble. Next element in conditioning, Endurance. To be a professional athlete in any sport, you must build your stanima. The more you build your stanima, the more you'll outlast your opponents. When they get tired and weak, discouragement sets in. Vulnerability sets in. Their focus starts to lack. But those who have endurance keep going and overtake their opponents and ultimately become winners. As believers, what helps us do that? What helps us build our endurance when things get tough? Worship, that's what does it. Listen friends, when we get discouraged, what do we do? We worship, right? When we're waiting for that breakthrough, what do we do? We worship. When the walls seem to be caving in, what do we do? We worship. When an athlete focuses on conditioning and makes that a priority, it decreases their risk of injury. I've literally seen athletes that have rolled their ankles and gotten up and shaken it off. Have you ever seen that happen? They kind of work it it out. And I didn't realize until I got older that that happened because of all the conditioning that they've been doing in the off-season. They build up their muscle mass, but there are some athletes that go down and they're down. But what they did in the off-season helped them to continue to go. They get back in the game. You know, some of you may know my journey, that I'm on right now. I'm gonna be a little transparent here. So last March, I had a biopsy done on a swollen lymph node. I wasn't too concerned about it, because I felt great. No pain. It was just swollen. So they wanted to look at it. So I had a bunch of tests done. Blood work, body scans, a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. Blood work came back normal. Awesome. But on Tuesday, March 6th, at 7.58 a.m., I got a call from the doctor. And uh, I got the call that the, a call that you never want to get the doctor said uh, well we got the results of the biopsy back and you have lymphoma and uh, you know I wasn't expecting to hear that Uh, I had one question for the doctor and I asked this I said lymphoma is is that the same thing as cancer and the doctor says yes, it is. And then he started to tell me all this stuff. We're going to get you right in. We're going to do all these tests. We're going to boo, 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 boo. You know, our brain is just exploding. And uh, the phone call was really short. I hung up, and I, I sat on the side of the bed, you know, gathered my thoughts. And then I stood up, and uh, I said, wow, well, that wasn't so bad just got told I had cancer. So I went and I looked, I went to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and uh, I said, well, here we go. That's when being in shape and having your spiritual conditioning ramped up, kicks it. There are a lot of things that went through my mind, trust me. Um, one thing that I did not do, I, 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 just couldn't, I just couldn't get myself to ask God, you know, why, why me, what was me? You know, it's okay to question God sometimes when things are going on in your life. It's okay to do that. Because we're human. It's okay to to wonder. God doesn't have to answer you. But it's okay to ask. But I didn't want to ask. You know why? Because I I had a feeling that he would answer and that he would say, well, why not you? And I didn't want to hear that. Because then I'd have to say, well, because... It shouldn't be me. You know, I had people come to me and tell me this shouldn't be happening to you, dude. I can name, you know, a bunch of people that it should happen to, but it shouldn't happen to you. is <laughs> <laughs> the story of Job, right? His friends come and, you know, all that stuff happened. And his friends goes like, man, what's God doing? What's going on? It shouldn't be happening to you. But, you know, I just knew where my hope lied. And, and th- being in shape and in and, and spiritual condition helped me that day because my world was rocked. And I'm sure there are people in here that has had your world rocked before. And what you do when nobody's looking is what's going to help you get through those times. Pray, have a good prayer life. Read the word, worship. I you know, you, we all know the spiritual cliches, right? We all, we all heard it and we, we speak it to other people. You know, God's God, it's all, you know, it's, it's gonna be all good, but we're human. So when I was going through that time, you know, I was thinking, okay, how am I gonna how am I gonna roll with this? How am I gonna, you know? We all have our persona, right? It's like, well, how am I gonna shoot? Walk around with sackcloth, like what am I gonna do here, you know? Head down, shave my head. Well, I guess. <laughs> sorry, shave. Like, you know, like what like what, what's gonna be my persona? You know, and I had to think, because I've had a lot of people ask me stuff and talk to me, and there's no There's no book. There's no manual. And some of you that has gone through stuff know that. There's no manual that you can go to the store, you know, go online, go to Zondervan. Okay, this is what you do when this happens. You know, I knew I had my faith, but I knew I was human. I had to walk this out. So that's when you have to take that. Just like when we were talking about earlier, the physical with the spiritual. I have to somehow mesh that together. It's like, okay, God, I know what your word says, and I believe that. So now I got to walk this out and not fake it like nothing's going on but know that you're in control. So like how do I do that? Endurance. Worship through it. Pray through it. We can't sing these songs and not believe it, right? I'm no longer a slave to fear. You either believe that or you don't. I am a child of God. Do we believe that? I mean, I can't sing that Sunday to Sunday to Sunday and have things happen and not believe that, right? Let's sing that. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Those are just words. Come on. I am a child of God. So I'm driving around, you know, all day long, trying to figure out, okay, I'm going to tell my family all this stuff. You know, all these things going on and I'm just driving, I'm driving and, you know, but I'm like, you know, God's way bigger than this. So what I need to do is just, is get in, get even more connected because I knew that God wasn't done with whatever he was doing with me, you know? So then you don't focus on, on the issues. You focus on what God is doing. So that's what you do. Right? So when we say, our God is greater, our God is stronger, we don't just sing those words. God, you are higher than any other. Right? What? Our God is healer and he's awesome in power. Our God, we either believe that or we don't. Do we believe that? So that's, that's what I was doing. Some of you in here may have just lost your job. Trying to figure out what you're going to do. That's a hard thing to deal with. You know? It's a hard thing to deal with. But you got to get in that. Your spiritual conditioning has to be up. You got to be in shape. So, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to work out. How are you going to work out? Well, you're going to read the word. That's what you're going to do. Get in the Bible. Open it up. I'm sorry, I'm yelling now. You <laughs> yell. <laughs> Worship. Turn some worship music on. Right? Do that. God sees that. He sees what's going on. And then when those things happen, you know, you can go right through. It's like, you know what? God's in control. So I'm just going to stay focused on God. I'm going to stay focused on what I need to do. Spiritual conditioning, those three points. Prayer and fasting, reading the word, worship to help build you up. I am a child of God. For I'm no longer a slave to fear. See, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That's the word. So we speak that. I am a child of God. Right? I'm no let's all stand up. Mm-hmm. Oh. I am a child of God Say that again I am no longer a slave, slave to fear life. Oh I, I am, am a child, child of God There's one key point that you have to know You know I was getting all those reports and all and it gets the original diagnosis and then it's like well we got to take you through all these scans you got to find out how much it's in the body and all this stuff so, you know, you're waiting for these reports to come back. And, well, I wasn't waiting for the reports to come back. I, only, I was only concerned about one diagnosis. And that was the diagnosis that God gave me, you know. So there's, a, there's the natural diagnosis, right? And I didn't ignore that. You know, I was wise. Went to the appointments and all of that. All right. But I wasn't going to wait for that to worship. I was going to, you worship through that, knowing that. So I wasn't waiting on that diagnosis. It all came back clear. I had my second scan, came back clear. My blood work is all good. No treatment. That's all great. But you know what? I wasn't waiting to hear the no treatment. Because why? Because God has a plan for my life. Not the doctor's. God. The doctor's plan is do a bunch of stuff. God's plan is completely different than that. All right? All right. We have to know that I have a feeling that there's some people here that don't know what they want to do. They don't know what they're going to do. They're they're facing some things. It's been very difficult. Monumental. Trying to figure out what what to do, who to call. Believe you me, I didn't know who to call that day. I I didn't know who to call. But I didn't know this one thing. I knew that God loved me. And that, I believe that word where it says, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And I knew that he had a lot more to do. And he has a lot more to do in every single one of you in here. So if you're here, you need to be encouraged. Be encouraged today. And what is that encouragement? Well, it's not over. And it may look bleak. It may look impossible look impossible. But God has a way of working things out because that's what God does. That's, he's the best at that. So we're just going to move right here. If, 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 if you're here and you're, and you're facing some, some challenges, some, some big stuff, I'm just going to ask you just to, just to come down, just to, just to come out of the aisle, just, just come down front here. And it, whatever it is, it's medical, or it's maybe a family situations. You know, whatever it is, just just come on, come on down. We're gonna have a team here. But we're gonna pray over that. So we're just gonna pause here and, and allow that allow that to happen. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Don't be afraid. I am a child of God. Ooh, say, I'm no longer a slave. I am a child of God I am no longer a slave to fear Keep coming, keep coming if that's you Oh God, I am a child of God pray you know sometimes when we're reflecting we need to call truth like i'm the righteousness of god in christ i'm an overcomer i'm the head not the tail above not beneath Sometimes we need to encourage ourselves. So God, I just pray over every single person that's in this room. God, you know every single situation here. God, you know every single thing that's going on, no matter how small, no matter how big, there's nothing that you can't do. God, I pray that you will meet every need tonight. Every health situation, God, right now, We pray the blood of Jesus over that health situation right now in Jesus' name. God, every situation, God, whether it's a job situation, God, they're waiting for a door, waiting for a call, God, I pray that you would open the doors that no man can shut. God, that they would get the job of their dreams, God, that it would be everything that they needed to be, God, in Jesus' name. God, I pray for broken relationships, God. If there are broken relationships here, broken relationships, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing broken relationships. Whatever it is, whether it's related or friends, broken relationships, that's what I'm hearing. God, we pray for those relationships to be mended right now in Jesus' name. Peace over those relationships right now, God. That in some kind of way, God, you would mend mend that relationship, God. God, I thank you for what you're doing. I, think that, I thank you, God, that you see us for who we are and not for what we do. God, we love you with all of our hearts, God. We thank you so much. and you've never made that commitment you've never asked God into your life you've never asked Jesus to take over you've come to the right place you've come on the right night or maybe you're here and you're just kind of lost your way doing some things that you know you shouldn't be doing and you're not sure if they're forgivable you're not sure if you should even be here in this room right now You know nothing will separate you from God's love, nothing you come to the right place so I'm going to count to three if, if that's you going to ask you to raise your hand we're going to pray tonight that tonight's a change, that you leave here different that you don't leave here the same. God's got too much to do with you. God's got a purpose for every single person in here. Jeremiah 29, 11 plans to prosper you, not to harm, to give you hope in the future. That's for every single person in this room. So just bow your heads right now, wherever you are. It doesn't matter if you've been a member here for many years or if you're visiting. It does not matter at all. Don't worry about who's sitting next to you. This is between you and God. If this is you if, you, if you've never given your life or if you just want to make a change and, and come back to God. On the count of three, just lift your hands. One, two, three. Lift that hand wherever you are. Thank you for that hand. Thank you. See the hand? Thank you for that hand. I see the hands. Anybody else? Just lift them high. Lifting you God. That's so awesome. That is so awesome. Let's pray this prayer together and repeat it after me. Dear God, here I am, a sinner, but I want to be saved by grace. God, I acknowledge you as the one and only Lord Please come into my heart and take control. I give my all to you today. My past is gone, and I'm on my way to heaven because I believe Jesus died and rose again with all power in His hands. And today is a new day. Today I turn my 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 uh, I turn from my old ways. And I'm looking ahead, not looking back, but looking forward. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. Come on, give me my hand, everybody.